This is Brent Musburger, and here is your VSIN action update. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. The 2021 NBA playoffs will feature a play-in tournament. The top six teams from each conference are guaranteed a spot of the playoffs, but teams 7 through 10 will have to engage in the play-in tournament to advance to the playoffs. On Rush Hour with Danny Berg, VSIN senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel was asked, if the Golden State Warriors can make the playoffs. You know, it depends, I guess, like on the, like how the bracket falls, who their opponents are going to be. And I think they really want like a team like Memphis uh, to beat the Portland Trailblazers so they can get a crack at Portland and their 27th ranked defense, right? That makes it a little bit easier for Steph Curry. And then from a defensive standpoint, you as a team can kind of handle that situation. The Spurs are kind of sliding at this point right now. They lost Derek White, third leading scorer. So the, the path is there. And I would... Like, I think I'd want a little bit more of the plus price on them, but it's very realistic that they make it there, Danny. The problem is, is and this is the issue that I've had with Golden State this entire time, you can't be relying on a single player to do all of your dirty work offensively. You know, he's been playing really well, Steph Curry, but remember that 14-game stretch where he was averaging about 40 points per game. They were still 18th in offensive efficiency during that stretch. And now Kelly Oubre, at least one of the guys who can, like, semi-create his own shot is another offensive valve for them. If he's not going to be on the floor, this team really has nothing outside of Curry. And so in those non-Curry minutes, those are going to be a problem. And even when Curry's out there, he's just going to be taking a load of the action. So the path is there, but realistically, you should be getting more odd. You should be getting more in your favor if you want to bet that. So I don't think there's really much value in it. VSAN Senior NBA Analyst Jonathan Von Tobel on Rush Hour with Danny Burke heard weekdays 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern on VSAN. The odds for the Golden State Warriors to make the playoffs, a yes-no bet, yes plus 108, no minus 137. On My Guys of the Desert with Daniel Belvari and Wes Reynolds, Mike Palm of Circa Sports was asked about the liability in the NHL futures market at Circa. Well, we've seen some, uh, some action now come in, obviously, on Carolina. They've played very well uh, down the stretch here, and it looks like they're going to win that division in the southeast. We saw early some... Maple Leaf money uh, backing Toronto in the north there. I told you last week, I think Edmonton has a real good shot to come out of to come out of the north. I like them better than Toronto right now. But, of course, obviously the biggest liability is with our hometown team. Do you, do you uh, anticipate or are the Oilers kind of going to be your St. Louis Blues from a couple years ago, Mike? Because I know you got on them at the right time when they were one of the worst teams in the league. They ran it all the way to the Cups thanks to uh, Mr. Bennington. Yes. Uh, I hope they can be. I got them at 30 to one, and then last year we got the Stars to the final uh, at 30 to one as well, and we're able to cash their bet, bet back uh, Tampa in the final uh, and made a nice profit off that. Hopefully they can come out of they can come out of the North, obviously get into the Final Four. Then you've already locked up locked up a profit there. I just think they're playing well right now. Mike Smith is hot. They got that awesome first line, obviously. And, uh, you know, they're going to be tough to deal with. They had kind of a slow start to the year, but they've sort of gotten their legs underneath them right now and are playing as well as anybody up north. Mike Palm of Circus Sports and host of Nuts on V-Sin on My Guys of the Desert with Danielle Alvarian and Wes Reynolds. My Guys heard weekdays 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern on V-Sin. Our V-Sin experts are covering all of the betting action for baseball, the NHL, and NBA playoff races. Plus, we're looking at all the golf, tennis, and NASCAR best bets every week. We give you all the tools to increase your sports betting IQ and make the most of every bet, including our 24-7 video coverage, odds and analysis for every game at vcin.com. And you'll get our daily best bets email and point spread weekly. 
Get your 10-day free trial now at vcin.com slash subscribe. With your action update, I'm Mike Senna. Get the latest vcin odds at vsin.com. And remember, cash and tickets is what it's all about. Before you place your next bet, visit vcin.com for all the latest data and powerful betting tools. Start with our live odds, team comparisons, and previews for every game on the schedule. Then dive deeper with live tracking of betting trends and line movements. And don't miss our unique tools, including odds comparisons from sportsbooks across the country, prop bet search engine, and custom parlay calculator. Everything you need to increase your betting knowledge and confidence is at your fingertips. Visit vcin.com today. The spring sports calendar is packed with betting opportunities and our VSIN experts are on top of all the betting action. We're looking at early season baseball trends, what teams are peaking and tanking heading into the NBA and NHL playoffs to give you the betting edge. Cashing tickets is our goal no matter what sport or season and this spring you can count on the VSIN experts to stay on top of every angle. Start your free trial today at vsin.com slash subscribe and put our team to work for you. Welcome into the pregame show on the Sports Betting Network. I'm Brady Cannon along with James Salinas. I am here at the South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. James is there in colorful Colorado as we get ready to set the table for you on a Saturday full of sports betting opportunities. James, good to be back with you. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great out here. Happy Saturday to you, my friend. Always good to be on with you, partner. Absolutely. Well, uh, we are exactly 104 days before the Super Contest weekend out here in Las Vegas, James. You going to make it into town this year? Send me. Will you send me a meeting invite? I for, I try to just get day to day, but absolutely, yeah, that's always a great time. Even uh, so, being out there with you guys and and celebrating out there, another year coming up. Is it how many days? 104. The countdown has begun. I love it, Brady. Thanks for the insight. Absolutely, 104 days until we uh, start playing for keeps. Another contest, Mr. Salinas. Certainly uh, one of the heavy favorites coming in. Let's get to the early games coming up, James. We have a baseball game at Yankee stadium beginning in less than an hour and it's a dandy with a couple of Cy Young award winners going at it Max Scherzer versus Corey Kluber as the Nationals visit New York the Yankees had been on a tear but now they've lost two in a row they're back at 500 three and a half games back in the American League East the Nationals are in the cellar in the NL East but only two and a half back of first place Philadelphia and the Bombers are a slight favorite here James minus 120 with a total of eight ugly game last night for the Yankees wasn't it Brady I mean the close game through until they got to the eighth inning three errors in that eighth inning six runs for the Nats and then absolutely exploded losing 11 to 4 to the Nationals at home in the Bronx so I actually did I played the Nats I haven't been playing a whole lot of games full nine innings Brady I've been finding different matches whether it's playing first fives team totals or a lot of props a lot of pitcher props that I've been digging into with some opportunities out here in Colorado with a number of books that we can find some good betting 
betting angles in here. I took the Nets. I took the Nets for the full nine plus 105. I feel like it's really rare when we find Scherzer as a dog and thinking about the Yankees here have not been playing well. You talked about it. They had a few games where they were hitting the baseball, but ugly at bats last night, really defensively, not a good look for the Yankees either. A lot of pressure on this team with high expectations with that payroll uh, and right now have not been living up to it. So I did back Scherzer here and the Nats plus 105. Yeah, I did not play it, but I certainly lean your direction. Mad Max has been pitching very well, really only one bad outing so far this season. So uh, looking forward to this one. Ought to be a good matchup. Uh, I don't have an opinion on the total, but do lean a little bit with the underdog here. The uh, Rockies, your Rockies at the Cardinals. This will be 11.15 a.m. Pacific time, 12 or 2.15 Eastern. Chichi Gonzalez taking on Carlos Martinez. And uh, your Rockies reside in what is a very competitive NL West. And unfortunately, James, they are seven games out of first place right now. St. Louis, meanwhile, they're on top in the NL Central. They've won seven out of their last 10. They're a big favorite here today. Minus 180 with a total of seven and a half. My Rockies, Brady, I think that would be, I would be all the only one here interested in where the Rockies are at in the sports town of Denver. With everything that's happening here, with the Nuggets getting ready to, to roll into the playoffs, the same thing with the Avalanche. And always, this is a football, football town first. The Rockies are the bottom feeder right now when it comes to professional sports and the interest level of the fan base here. But I, I look at the Rockies and, I, they, you know, it's their home splits have been really, it's been something talked about for three decades almost since they've started the franchise here in Denver and this year the real it's just been such a struggle for them on the road night and day clearly with them being able to hit the baseball play very well so far this year at Coors Field away from Coors Field that's the issue 2 and 12 is their record away from home and they've been shut out four times so far on the road including last night just not hitting the baseball not able to string runs and hits together so a struggle here now I looked at this game and Chichi Rodriguez is usually would be a bet against but then the other side for the Cardinals Carlos Martinez has been usually a bet against for me so when I have two pitchers that I typically bet against and knowing how the Rockies have not hit the baseball I was trying to maybe see if I could find a play on the total but then looking at the weather to Brady it's it's going to be ugly weather it's going to be rain it's going to be wind we'll see if they start this game on time and typically when we see these games where rain is projected throughout most of the game I usually stay away because I don't want to even though with these pitchers these are going to be bet against pitchers usually I don't want to get involved with a game where we might have a break in the action so I don't have any I, I don't have a position here on this game yeah I, I don't have a play either but uh, you talk about these pitchers kind of both being go against guys and so I certainly am not going to back Martinez at minus 180 I kind of do lean towards the Rockies at a, at a juicy price but probably not going to get involved uh, at least prior to first pitch the Pirates at the Cubs this will be Will Crow versus Trevor Williams Pittsburgh is five games back in the NL Central. They've lost seven of ten, while Chicago, the Cubs, have won four straight. They're a big favorite here at home today, minus 190 with a total of eight. Yeah, it's a really big price. And I look at the Pirates, you know, they, like you said, they've lost seven of ten, not hitting the baseball, 14 runs scored in just the last seven games. So struggling to hit the ball, struggling another team. And we're seeing this across the league, at least the first month of the season, where run production is down. Uh, we, we can debate as to why that is. I think a lot of it comes down to the approach of uh, so many hitters at the plate or a lack of an approach. But here with the Cubs, Trevor Williams is usually kind of a, a fade for 
for me too. But sitting there, you talked about it. Yeah, it's about a dollar eighty out here. You talked about dollar ninety out there. Way too big of a price for me to back the Cubs, even though they are playing much better, especially there at Wrigley. Favor the Cubs here, but too big a price for me to get involved. I actually did lay it with Chicago here. I like the way they're playing right now, and I think the Pirates are a little bit of a go against. Their bullpen has been pretty decent, kind of keeping them alive this season. Uh, I laid, I didn't lay 190. I think I got it at 180 on the overnight, but I am backing Chicago today. Let's turn to the ice. We've got a couple of early games in the NHL. They are both 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern puck drops, and it begins in Boston with the Rangers visiting the Bruins. You've got playoff positioning versus wanting to play the spoiler here, James. Which way do you <laughs> lean? It's Boston just two points behind Washington uh, for the number two spot in the East Division. New York has been eliminated from the postseason, and the Bruins are thus a huge favorite. Minus 300 with a total of five and a half. Definitely too big of a price for me to get involved when we're talking about the favorite by any means. I'm, I, I, I've restrict myself when it comes to laying juice. I think I'm just wired a certain way, Brady, where anytime I'm looking at any game, regardless of whatever sport it is, first thing I'm looking at is I'm looking at the dog. I'm looking at the point total or the price line and seeing which way I want to go with that. And a lot of times betting against human achievement and betting unders. In this case here, talking about playing the spoiler, you talked about the Rangers and needing to play that spoiler role. Do they? I think that's the hard part right now this is the a year unlike any other year for all of our sports right nhl included the way that they've ha had to just play within their division and at this point here condensed season so many times i'm just thinking all right through the, the the playing through this pandemic right now brady i just don't know if these teams that are out of playoff contention and if they're really interested in playing spoiler role or are they just ready to play the string out and get to a beach somewhere and enjoy the summer i, I in that case here i just can't make a case to go with a dog even though it has a really juicy price but way too much of a price line for me to lay on the favorite yeah and you wonder about new york's state of mind too you know after the uh, debacle they had with the capitals the other night the boxing match that broke out in the middle of a hockey game and of course they were fined for that was that kind of their last hurrah and now they throw in the towel and they're ready for the proverbial beach like you say Bruins are playing really well, but but I'm with you. I can't lay minus 300 because New York might say, hey, this is Boston. Let's show up and, and give them a real fight. And, uh, you know, maybe the dog uh, has a little bit of value there, but I'm staying away from this one. Similar scenario in the other 12 noon, 3 p.m. start with the Sabres and the Penguins. You've got uh, one of the worst teams in hockey in Buffalo visiting a Pittsburgh team that's trying to hold on to its top spot in the East Division. And the Penguins are two points ahead of Washington. Also massive favorites today. Minus 360 with a total of six and a half. Yeah, and again, this is just where it's so hard. I'm always going to gravitate towards such a big price point when you're talking about a dog situation here with the Buffalo Sabres, but how how much are they really wanting to invest? We know there's just a couple games left in the season, and with this big price here with the with the Pens, obviously still something to play for, trying to, to capitalize and take down that first seed within their division, but I, I can't make a play. I can't just back the Sabres. I think the Sabres have played beyond expectations, especially over the last month or so, right, Brady? But here... Do you want to take this price point and take a, a nice juicy dog here thinking knowing that 
really don't know if they're going to show up to, to compete. Are they looking ahead and ready to call the season good? Maybe, maybe not, but not worth my investment to try to find out. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think the Sabres have played tough, even though they've been uh, the cellar dweller there in the division. I think, you know, they've certainly won some games at a big dog price like this. They're pretty much a big dog night in and night out. But no, I, I did not get involved. Uh, I might look to over the total because if, if we're going to buy into the theory that the Sabres are going to give it effort here, they probably put a, uh, put a few pucks in the net and, and maybe this thing gets to seven and goes over the total. We will see. All right, James, back to the diamonds here for the afternoon portion of the card. We'll start with the Padres at the Giants, 105 Pacific, 405 Eastern. This was a good game on Friday night. The Padres tied it up with two uh, two-run two homers, and then the Giants won it with a game-winning solo shot in the seventh inning to take the series opener 5-4. to four. The Giants lead the Padres in the division by a game and a half. Today it'll be Joe Musgrove against Kevin Gaussman, and Sandy Diego is a road favorite, minus 130 at Oracle Park, low total of seven. Padres still being kind of, in my mind, overvalued based on preseason hype coming in. We've seen that with the Padres as well as the Dodgers and a few other teams that were expected to to do great things this season. And it's early in the season. So I think for these teams, they know baseball is such a grind of of a regular season that teams aren't going to panic here. But again, being, being at this price point, on, against the Giants, Giants have played very well at home so far this season, 11-3. and three. You know that they're going to bring it there at AT&T. I just think here for the Padres, you think about Musgrove. And Musgrove had that no-hitter against Texas in his second start, but since then has had only one quality start in those four you know, four subsequent starts there. And I think with Gossman, been actually surprised. He's a local kid here from, from uh, the suburbs around Denver and been very surprised. Got himself out and kind of bounced around since his day in Baltimore and seems like at least early in the season has found himself a home there outside of his one start against the Reds where he gave up five earned runs. The other five starts, he's only given up four earned runs and has gone a minimum of six innings in all six of those starts, including a one earned run and six innings pitched against San Diego last week. So, And then one thing, I'm, I'm not really a fan of any teams, Brady. I'm really a fan of cash and tickets, right? But in this case here, there are certain players that I am fan of, that I'm a fan of and Buster Posey is one of them and what a start he's gotten off to homered again last night eighth home run of the season currently hitting just a tick under 400 so off to a great start for Buster Posey good to see because there's a lot of holdovers still in that lineup from the glory days of of over this past decade of World Series past so I did play here's another game rarely do I do this for the full nine innings but I like how the Giants have been playing how they've been playing at home I'll take the Giants as a dog I took them plus 115 today at home against the Padres yeah Posey's really been amazing I believe it's his 11th season now still getting behind the plate and the crouch every day and hitting home runs I mean just absolutely great to see course took the season off last year and maybe that gave him a a little bit more energy coming into this season and certainly that has shown true so far I was on the Padres last night a tough loser there and and we're heads up again today I'm on uh, I'm on the Friars again today and Joe Musgrove should be a good one I mean you talked about Gaussman he's been absolutely outstanding really the Giants pitching has been very good all season Uh, 
Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this game stayed under the total of seven and a half. All right, one more game here. We'll see if we can get in before the break, James, and that is the Twins at the Tigers. It'll be Jose Barrios against Jose Urena, and these are two teams at the bottom of the AL Central. Detroit is already 15 games below 500. The Twins, they're playing 500 baseball as of late, and Minnesota's laying it here on the road, kind of a short price, minus 132 with a total of seven and a half. The Tigers, one of the teams that is actually meeting the preseason expectations, figured to be a, the, the the seller dweller there in the AL Central and, and playing like it. Got off to a decent start to, to begin the season, but, you know, totally regressed. They're the only team in the bigs that have yet to reach double digits in the win column. I have a play here as well. This is one that I've been, I've been finding some of these out here. I'm not sure how sustainable this market's going to be for me, Brady, but because sports betting is legalized here now, I've been finding other ways to get involved with Major League Baseball, and in this case here with Jose Irena, I found another prop here of where his total outs, so it's sitting at 16 and a half outs. Right now, to go over that total, it's plus 100. Now, he's been their most consistent starter. He pitched very well last week, last Sunday in Yankee Stadium. He's gone four straight quality starts, all over seven innings pitched. Uh, so I like what he's done. He's been very consistent, keeps the ball down. So here, this is the play that I made. I took Yarena over 16 and a half outs, plus 100 even money. Yeah, I like that. So basically, he has to go more than five innings. And, and I was mistaken. I was looking at the wrong game here. The Twins are a pretty good size favorite in the neighborhood of minus 180. Minus 132 is the Tampa Bay Rays at the A's. And we'll get to that game a little bit later in the program. But uh, Urena, you're right. A lot of quality starts. It's just really been a hard luck team. And the Tigers are a little bit like all of Major League Baseball, right, James? It's either a strikeout or a home run. And right now, it's been a lot of losses for this team. 15 games below 500 for the Detroit Tigers and their big dogs here at home. I'm actually on Minnesota here uh, at the big price, James, and I do like over the total in this game a little bit. I didn't play it, but lean that direction. Might be some runs on the board between these two today in the AL Central. Do you love live in-game action? Then download the free Odds Trader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info you need. We'll be right back here on the pregame show on the Sports Betting Network. Between the Kentucky Derby and the Preakness, the Triple Crown is still the main topic of conversation on the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. Steve Kornacki of NBC News talks about his successful pick of Medina Spirit in the Derby, and he looks forward to next week's Preakness. So does trainer Mike McCarthy, who sends in his Colt Rombauer to race the second jewel of the Triple Crown. South Point's Chris Andrews will handicap the weekend races. The Ron Flatter Racing Pod is available now at vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And it's sponsored by First Bet. It's the RFRP. And speaking of Chris Andrews, time to bring him in. 
He is the director of race and sports here at the South Point Hotel Casino and Spa, and you can follow him on Twitter at Andrew Sports. Good morning to you, Chris. And I haven't had a chance to ask you this question, nor have I heard your answer. I know you're not a huge fan of booking the NFL draft, but how did it go for you and the South Point this year about a week ago? Well, better than expected, uh, we only lost a little bit. So that, chalking that up <laughs> is a victory. So, you know, it's tough because, I mean, it's it's not a sporting event, like I always said. So sometimes the word leaks out from, you know, beat writers and uh, things like that. And uh, people uh, people know ordinarily before the bookmaker knows. And, uh, you know, we, we, we usually get the – get beat up and we got beat up a little bit. So not that bad this year. Next year we're going to have to have a lot of, uh, a lot of props with the thing being in Las Vegas. And we're just going to have to be extra vigilant with uh, booking this stuff. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. You know, I know a lot of people here at Visa like to, you know, try and make a lot of money and have been successful at the draft. But yeah. I, I don't think I've ever bet it ever since it became legal here in Las Vegas. It's not a sporting event. There's not that competition. And I know there's probably some some easy money, some low-hanging fruit out there. But I just enjoy the draft so much, uh, not so much betting on it. And you alluded to it there about a bigger menu coming for this uh, coming season with the draft being in Las Vegas. Are you going to have to have quite an expansive menu more so than usual when it does get here next April? Well, I think we had an expansive menu this year and I don't want to go too much further than what we did this year. Um, you know, I, you know, Brady, I'm just going to have to wait and see. That's probably the best answer I can give you. Chris, Good morning to you. James Salinas out here in Denver. Always a pleasure Hi, to talk to you, my friend. Uh, so let's yes, stick sir. with the NFL because we know the NFL makes itself relevant 365 days a year. Great marketing that they do. Thinking about futures and thinking about season win totals. I don't, I, I'm not sure if at the South Point if you guys have posted season win totals or not, but I know that come May 12th, so coming up later this week, the NFL is going to announce the actual schedule for all the teams that will be released. So for me, when I think about futures and and season win totals the we know who they're going to play but sometimes for me it's even more important to know when they're going to play certain opponents so i'm just curious from from what's happened in the past when the schedule is actually released by the nfl do you start to see more play more uptick whether it's in season win totals and or future bets with the nfl well the answer is yes to both or all of those questions and first of all so the, the schedule comes out May 12th, which is Wednesday. Uh, we hope to have our season win totals up by Friday next week. So I need a day or so just to kind of look through. And I'm looking for things like, you know, is it front-loaded? Is it back-loaded? You know, it's like a front-loaded schedule can really kind of put a team on tilt, uh, you know, if they're facing a lot of real tough opponents. Or just the exact opposite could be true. If they they got a real easy schedule those first five, six games, they, you know, they could build a little bit of momentum and get some uh, get some confidence in themselves. Also, I'm looking for certain things like, you know, back-to-back road trips. Uh, you know, three straight road games is always uh, something I like to look at. Um, you know, so things like that are, you know, like I said, like you said, we know the opponents. Now we want to see the actual schedule. So, you know, we'll put it up. Uh, I'm, I'm shooting for May 14th to have it up by then. I'm not making any sincere promises, but right now that's what I'm looking at. And, uh, you know, that, that, uh, I think that's going to be a big thing. We've already put up division win, uh, division odds the, in the past few days, I think about a week ago. 
Uh, and uh, people were looking and people were playing the futures like we had them up before this year's Super Bowl for next year's Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, James, you said it. It's a 365-day-a-year sport, and action comes in on the NFL all the time. Chris, uh, just about uh, 20 seconds left here. Where's the biggest liability on some of this early future wagering in the NFL to win the Super Bowl or what have you? <laughs> well, believe it or not, Tampa Bay. You know, oh, I, wow. put them up. <laughs> I mean, I think it's going to be tough to repeat. I, they were inordinately lucky with injuries and things last year. But, you know, guys, they, they were chomping at the bit, Brady, to get down on Tampa Bay to repeat. All right. Well, very good. Great to talk to you as always, Chris. Enjoy your day behind the counter here at the South Point and uh, take it easy on us betters today. Yeah, I'll do my best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That is Chris Andrews, the great Chris Andrews here at the South Point. Come by and say hello to our man. We'll be back with the pregame show in just a moment. If you missed any of our show today or any of the VSIN broadcasts, be sure to check out the free VSIN podcast. You can follow up on Follow the Money with Mitch and Polly and Numbers Game or the Lombardi Line on the daily VSIN Best Bet podcast. Also, check in with Gil Alexander's Beating the Book pod, Josh Applebaum's Market Insights, and get PGA Tour betting previews on long shots. The Ron Flatter Racing pod, also the NBA scoop with JVT on hardwood handicappers. Whatever you're betting, we have a podcast for it. Find them all for free at vcin.com slash podcast. That's vcin.com slash podcast. Brady Cannon and James Salinas back with you inside the pregame show here on a Saturday. Want to run down the Saturday slate in the association, James, and I'll start with the Wizards at the Pacers 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. And this is quite a game here with playoff lives on the line. Indiana in the nine hole in the Eastern Conference. Washington is in the 10th, which, of course, is the final play-in spot. And only a half game separates these two teams. The Wizards have been really playing great. They're winners of seven of their last 10. They're laying three and a half points here on the road today. Big total, 248 and a half points. What a massive total that is. That's an all-star that's, that's that all -star game. game. That's, that's, all about, a, game that's about a 1995 all-star game total right there. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's what <laughs> I mean. Well, and you think about it, just think, I mean, they just played, they just played, you know, earlier this past week where it was, they almost hit 300 points in that game and 154 were put up by the Wizards. They also played back in late March. And I think the Wizards put up 132 points in that game against India, against the Pacers. The Pacers have been really a difficult team to figure out all season for me, Brady. It's feel like they, they, I know they've had some injuries, but everybody's had injuries through, through this season for like the Pacers have and, and I know Brogdon is going to be questionable again to plays had a hamstring injury has missed a number of games that is definitely going to hurt your defense when he's there by far their best on ball defender especially in the backcourt so now that matchup going against the Wizards again yes plenty to play for for the Wizards Wizards have been able to start to stretch their lead so maybe they're feeling a little more comfortable sitting where they're at because they are the last place team right they're right there like you said a half game behind the Pacers for the ninth spot 
Uh, but sitting in that 10 spot three games ahead of the Bulls was just, what, five games left on the schedule here. Uh, but here's one of the other pieces. We're, we know that Russell Westbrook has been having an amazing season. He's been healthy. He's been playing hard. Another triple-double the other night, 34th so far this season. He gets, he's got 180 his career. If he gets his next one, which thinking about how Indianapolis has played defense there for the Pacers side, uh, he may be able to get that again tonight and tie the big O for most triple doubles in the history of the NBA. I think he's definitely going to be looking for that, whether it's tonight or through the regular season. I think he probably gets there just based on on their past matchups so far this season. So I was leaning here towards the Wizards. It was last night I looked at it. It was at three. Now it's ticking up to three and a half at a lot of a lot of books out here in Colorado, Brady. So that's the way I'm leaning here still, just feeling like the Pacers have been really difficult team for me to get a hold of. Plus, they have not. They've been play better on the road than they have at home. They're 12 and 20 overall at home and 9 and 23 against the number. Now, in this case, they're the dog here. And usually I'd like the home dog, but not in this case, Brady. Yeah, you can probably find a prop bet on Westbrook to convert a triple double as well. Might be an interesting angle there. The Grizzlies at the Raptors, 430 Pacific, 730 Eastern. And Toronto has only the smallest of shots available to get into the dance. They're four games back of the 10th spot with five games left to play. They've lost two in a row. Now Memphis is in the thick of it. They're in the nine hole in the West, a half game back of Golden State and a game ahead of San Antonio. Grizzlies are a road favorite here, James. Five and a half with a total of 227. Grizzlies have not been playing well recently. I like some of the talent. I like the the energy and and the way that they play. Well, they got that backcourt. Brady really loves to attack the rim and, and beat you off the bounce, whether it's Brooks or, or John Morant, like those young kids. I think there's a, a really good future going forward, and they're worrying, working Jared Jackson back into the lineup. He had offseason knee surgery, really just got back to the team a couple weeks back. So working themselves into playoff shape is Jared Jackson. Here, I looked at this game last night, and when I looked at the injury report, and we know, Brady, that is definitely key this year in the NBA season, especially post-All-Star break with so many injuries, opt-outs, COVID, you name it, when it comes to rest management, all those types of things here. And I looked at the Raptors last night, and they clearly, I, I think that loss the other night, you know, to, to overtime loss to Washington, really tough competitive game here. Now I look at this injury report, and we're seeing, and they've been injured all season. I think for Toronto or Tampa Bay Raptors in this case, really playing a strange situation like nobody else within the league because they've had to, you know, playing away from home, living away from from home all season long. Now we know that they've had plenty of injuries, but Lowry and Fred Van Fleet both out tonight for rest. I just feel like after that game the other night that they lost in OT to the Wiz, I just feel like this was it. That was their one shot to really get themselves into the playoffs. They know they're pretty much out of it here. They're ready. Talk about a team ready. for. They've been on the beach all season long, but I think they're ready <laughs> yeah. to get back to Canada and ready to get back home, right? So in this case here, I did take the Grizzlies. I did not lay the number. Now it's a it was four and a half last night. It's up to five and a half. I put them in a money line parlay with another team with another game tonight in the NBA. So that's my position here.
here. Grizzlies as part of a money line parlay tonight. I just think that Toronto's finished for the season. Yep, uh, that could very well be true. We will see. The Nets at the Nuggets, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. Your Nuggets, James, battling it out with the Clippers in the Western Conference for the third seed, and they've won seven out of their last ten. Now, Brooklyn has been struggling. Losers of four straight. They're tied now with Milwaukee for the second spot in the Eastern Conference, and another road favorite here. Nets by four in the Mile High City with a total of 232. Nets were favored by three last night. When I was looking at the overnight lines and I was watching that game because the Nuggets played a really tough competitive game in Salt Lake City, lost to the Jazz in the fourth quarter, some clutch shots by by Jordan Clarkson. He didn't shoot the ball well, but he definitely came up big late in that fourth quarter with a couple big threes. Really exhausting game for Denver. And Denver's just been, they, they've been playing with so much heart, so many injuries. We know Murray's out for the season, but Monte Morris has been out for a while in that backcourt. Well, with Will Barton's been banged up. So very shorthanded, playing with a lot of mental toughness, really competitive team here, but they just look really tired and really deflated after that game. They really put it all out there against the Jazz last night. Now you're going to come back home off the back-to-back. Nets have been here. They've been waiting. Like you said, Brady, they have lost four straight. There, I think this is a team here, you know, there's enough competitive pride when you've got two All-Stars like, like KD, who's really looked good since he's gotten back from his hamstring injury. I this was the second leg of my parlay. I took the money line parlay at $1.50. I matched that up with the Grizzlies here. I just think it's a tough spot for the Nuggets to bounce back against the Nets team that is hungry to get a W. Yeah, certainly a situational spot there for Brooklyn. Maybe they get one in the win column here. James going against his hometown Nuggets. We'll try and bounce around and get a few more NBA games in, a couple of hockey games, and finish up the baseball in the final segment here on the pregame show on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. in-game action then download the free odds trader app right now start winning with up to the second information you need you also need the pregame show right here on the sports betting network brady cannon and james salinas wrapping up the program for you and before we get to the ice i want to preview a few of today's hockey games of course just a couple of games left in the season on the nhl before we get to the playoff picture very exciting time in hockey i want to uh, touch on the wells fargo championship at the quail hollow club in north carolina rory mcelroy went into the weekend just two shots off the pace and he was the adjusted odds favorite heading into saturday at around 4-1. to one. Matt Wallace, Gary Woodland, and Patrick Rogers all entered the day tied for the lead at 6 under par. Woodland and Wallace were around 6 or 7-1 to one to go on to win. Patrick Rogers closer to 15-1 to one to win the tournament. The leaders are just about to tee off now. We are just 12 days away from the next major championship on the schedule, the PGA Championship at Kiowa in South Carolina. And uh, right now, the big move so far, Victor Hovland, 2-under on 
on his day and into fifth place, a tie for fifth place right there with Rory at four under par. All right, James, the Lightning at the Panthers, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. They're both tied at 75 points apiece in the Central Division. They're in second place behind Carolina with two games left to play. And the Lightning are a slight road favorite here, fighting for that top seed, minus 115 with a total of five and a half. I just don't know if they're really fighting at this point. The way the Lightning played, it really didn't give much effort against the Stars last night. Now you're going to go and have to take on a Panthers team that has been playing very competitively this past week, won four straight, and putting the puck in the back of the net. They are scoring furiously. So I I think here, I just don't know if it's it's just really not that easy just to flip the switch, right? Lightning switch and get out there and say, well, now let's turn it back on and get out here and compete. I kind of favor the Panthers here in this but just figuring their, comp- their the competitive edge that they've been bringing for the last weeks, playing these games hard, bringing it, playing their full potential of players here. I think we saw uh, some, some sit-outs yesterday for the Lightning, maybe in preparation for this game, but I just don't believe, Brady, it's that easy for a team just to flip on that competitive switch here. I would lean towards the Panthers at home. Yeah, I'm with you. I didn't play it, but the Panthers really seem like the hungrier team right now. It's going to be I can't wait for the playoffs to start, but I would agree with you leaning towards the home team there. The Hurricanes and the Predators also representing the Central Division. 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. puck drop here. Nashville is in fourth place in the division, but still not in the dance. They are just two points ahead of Dallas with two games left to play. So dicey there between the fourth and the five hole in the Central. Carolina, a road favorite here minus 125 on the money line five and a half for your total and looking at carolina five point lead right now for that one seed so how much urgency is there right now for for the hurricanes versus what we're seeing right now out of the predators fighting still competing i mean they're two points ahead right now the stars really that stars win last night kept them alive over the lightning so they are right there two point just two points back of the predators i think the urgency is there for nashville as opposed to the hurricanes you know looking ahead to the playoffs here coming up shortly five point lead in the central for that number one seed i'm going to go with the team that's got the urgency the, the sense of urgency right now and to me that has got to be the nashville predators yeah we're seeing the money coming that way uh carolina down to minus 120 favorites here at the south point but the problem for me is I, i'm not going to bet this game but i think there's a pretty wide margin between ability uh between the predators and the carolina hurricanes carolina looks like a really good team will they bring it tonight we will see, but I'm staying away from that one. Uh, let's finish up the hockey previews with your Avalanche, James. Uh, they are at the Kings, and the Avalanche are just four ba- uh, four points behind Vegas with four games left to play. The number one seed in the division is still up for grabs out west, and Colorado laying it large in Los Angeles tonight, James. Minus 260 on the road, and six is your total. 260 out there, 280 out here Ooh, in Colorado. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, a little bias there gotta, at home. Absolutely. You got to pay you got to pay a little more of a premium for the home team here and I get it. It makes total sense as to why the King, you know, the Kings uh, competed they you know, they a tough game before, but here again the Avs Potentially still, you know, they, like you said, there's still a few points back sitting behind sit, sitting behind the Vegas Golden Knights there, but also fighting for that three spot. That I think right now that's that's too big a price point for me. Again, I can only lead in the abs here, but I can't lay that kind of – I just can't see it that way. I think 
think I'm just too frugal when it comes to finding the way that I find when I'm not too frugal. I wish I had more discipline as a sports better Brady from that standpoint. But when it's looking at favorites and it's laying, you know, it's laying big juice. I'm very frugal when it comes to that. I can only lean abs here, but way too big of a price for me to get involved. Well, the situation's built into the price too. You know, I mean, maybe normally Colorado's a minus 200 favorite 220. You know, I, I don't really know, but I got to believe there's a few dollars built into that price there. The fact that Colorado's still fighting and the, and the Kings are out of it. Let's turn back to the diamonds here. We left off with the Rays at the A's. Tampa Bay, just two and a half games back in the AL East and the Oakland Athletics lead Seattle in the American League West by just a game and a half. Oakland took game one on Friday night and today it'll be Tyler Glass now versus Frankie Montas and the Rays are a road favorite. Minus 132 on the money line. Seven and a half for your total. Glasdow's been spectacular so far this season, right? I mean, he, he's got an ERA just a tick over two, sitting at 206. His whip is under under 90, sitting at 087. He's 64 Ks and 43 and two-thirds innings pitched. Dominant pitcher. You know he does live up in the zone, but when he gets that off speed, when he gets that deuce over for strikes, especially when he's ahead in the count, makes him so tough to hit here. And I, I was looking at this game, and, and I wanted to, here it is, me being frugal, laying laying prices, especially on the road, and I get it. Glasnow's been so good, whether it's home or road splits, uh, looking at the A's here. And I, I was digging in, well, let me see if I can get involved, Brady, and maybe somewhere in the prop. And this kind of, I'm kind of conflicted with this, but I went ahead and did it. I mean, we think about the Rays' offense, definitely hitting better away from Tropicana Field here, but they're, they're near the bottom of the league when it comes to batting average, and they lead the league when it comes to strikeouts. Now you're going to face Frankie Montas, and Montas, they faced him before, but I'm looking at his, I was looking at his strikeout totals, and he's sitting at five and a half, and that was juiced to the over, but getting plus 120 if you bet the under. Now, I don't know sure why I'm feeling like this is going to be. I just feel like Montas is one of those pitchers that pitches more to contact. He doesn't really have blow away, blow away stuff. And in his six starts, he's only had more than five Ks just once. So even though the Rays lead the league in strikeouts, this just one just feels like he does pitch to contact. And I feel like the Rays will put the ball in play today. So this is my angle here. I did. I went the opposite of what I normally would think and normally would do here. I bet the under with his strikeouts for Frankie Montas sitting at under five and a half. I bet it plus 120. All right, very good. I did not make a play on this game, but I do lean towards the A's in the role of the home dog. Let's take a look at the Reds at the Indians. Of course, Cincinnati fresh off of the Wade Miley no-hitter on Friday night. This one will go to first pitch at 310 Pacific, 610 Eastern. Another good pitching matchup, Luis Castillo against Aaron Savali. Cleveland has been red hot. They've won seven of their last ten, and they're just a half game behind the White Sox in the AL Central. Reds are at 500. 15 and 15 on the year. They trail St. Louis by just two and a half games in the NL Central. Indians a short home favorite here, James, minus 121 with a total of eight. Looking, look, I was looking at the Reds and Castillo, and Castillo has pitched better the last couple starts. Kind of been up and down, really, just not a pitcher right now that that is. He's really struggling to to. He's not blowing anybody away either. Definitely somebody that's pitching to contact, giving up a lot of fly ball outs, which is always kind of concerning. Now you look on the other side with Cleveland. 
No hit last night. That's the second time they've been no hit this season. So not hitting the baseball, they usually save it up for Aaron Savali and his starts. And I think that's the key here is Savali's pitched well this season, but he's also had an average of seven runs as far as run support from his offense in his six starts. Always kind of makes me a little apprehensive when I see a pitcher. Savali's got good stuff, and he has been pitching very well, like we said. But the fact that when you, it's it's one thing when you're pitching behind or pitching in stressful stressful situations right you have runners on the game is close when you're getting that much run support kind of tend to back off a little bit just feeling like it's a good spot for Savali here but knowing full well that he's had so much run support I don't know if we'll see that today out of the Indians just feeling like how do they bounce back from being no hit for the second time again this season all right let's stay in the AL Central for the White Sox at the Royals of course Kansas City got out to a great start now they've lost six in a row all of a sudden it'll be Lance Lynn versus is Daniel Lynch here in Chicago blanked Kansas City on Friday night three to nothing KC now trails the White Sox by a game and a half in the division pale hose a road favorite tonight minus 155 on the money line James nine is your total I didn't get involved here, Brady. Just you talked about it on the on the Royals side, lefty Daniel Lynch. He has less than five innings pitched in the bigs. So just not much of a book to really look at and see how has he pitched in the bigs because he just hasn't had much of an opportunity. I'm not sure what how long he'll go here. Maybe maybe three to four innings really feels like it's going to be a bullpen game for the Royals. And they have not pitched well out of the bullpen uh, recently either. But I, I, I love Lance Lynn. I was on him earlier in the season, but then he went on the stint for uh, IL stint for for 10 days came back only pitched five innings in that next go around now he's had six days off so I feel like for somebody like Lance Lynn who's just such a creature of habit when it comes to to being able to keep his routine as a starter not only coming off the IL but now having six days since his last appearance he pitched last Saturday so I, I just I'm not really sure if he's in his rhythm quite yet so I wasn't ready to back Lynn even though I like the White Sox here in this spot against this young lefty for the Royals and Lynch. I didn't play the game. Yeah, no, exactly what you uh, spelled out there about Lance Lynn. I went with the Royals as a nice home dog today to break that losing streak of six straight. Great being with you, James. I'll talk to you next time. Next up, it is betting across America. James going to stick around. Adam Candy will step in, and then I'll be back this afternoon for the Green Zone because cash and tickets is what uh, is all about. Stick with us all weekend long. It's v the Sports Betting Network.